On this week's breakdown, we follow up on Brian Hangman, Kevin Owens getting re-signed, and more. Okay, before we get too far into this, I do want to warn you guys, Taylor woke up today and chose violence. I don't know if this is just today or your feelings the past couple weeks, months, years, who knows, but you are not satisfied with SmackDown at all lately. So the thing is, like, since the draft, they took a lot of the people that I liked from the show and moved them to Raw. So I've been thoroughly enjoying Raw and really honestly hating SmackDown. So today the show started out with that tag team match with Sasha and Tony Storm and Charlotte and I don't know, you know, Shotzi. And it's like, that's who it was. was I was trying to ask you. It's Shotzi. So like the thing is like every match that happened tonight literally had no precedent or no like there was nothing that happened that needed to happen tonight. All of these were useless matches. And I feel like. The entirety of the show, other than Roman Reigns at this point, is just becoming useless matches that just don't matter. Like, nothing on the show did anything for me because it just didn't mean anything. I don't want to be shitty, but it's just like, I've already seen all this. Well, and I and I made a perfect point to you because we were watching the Usos versus the New Day. I have been watching that for what seems like eight years now, and I think I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's something that has been put on TV time and time and time again. And I think I realized tonight what they're doing. And it's not like a new realization. We've had this conversation before, but they're just taking the talent from one show and what's working on one show and moving it over to please their TV stations. But I will say, uh, as much as I didn't like most of the show tonight, The finish of Roman Reigns and Brock was phenomenal. Like the Paul Heyman segment with Roman Reigns was phenomenal. So the last 15 minutes of the two-hour show, incredible. Well, so Brock Lesnar is foolproof, right? He's a already made star, and no matter what you do with him, and we see this now with face Brock Lesnar, it's going to work, right? So with Roman Reigns, we're now over a year or pretty much a year into his shift to a heel and that's still working but without him and we saw this last week when he wasn't on the show the show doesn't hold up what it should be is you should have a couple key superstars and someone can make the argument for drew mcintyre but you came in swinging saying that like hey that did absolutely nothing for me and well i just like i don't understand why you would take someone of drew mcintyre's stature and I say that loosely because everybody knows I'm not the biggest fan, but he's a star. So I don't understand why you take a star and you stick him with Baron Corbin in the middle. Well, they're trying to get the most mileage out of Baron Corbin. I'd like, But to there's better shit that they can do with Baron Corbin. Like, don't mix him up with people that actually need to be in matches. You know what I mean? Like, there's a handful of people that will, will drive a good match. And Drew's not bad. A little boring, but not bad, dude. Put him with the right person. I'm interested. So even though he's a superstar, would you say that Drew McIntyre needs to be with someone who can really carry a match and put both of them I don't, over? I don't excel? think so. I don't think so. Because I will say, like, I know that that big E match he had, with that was the last match that I remember seeing him in. And I was like, damn, man, you're not so bad here. 
And it's like, I don't know. Like, and I don't think Big E carried him through that match. And not to say anything bad about Big E, but like, they're both good. You know what I mean? Like, they're both good, good in ring. It's not that he's bad. It's just that he's just stale right now. And I, I don't want everybody. I think the, the thing that people always think I'm saying is that like Drew McIntyre is like a shitty wrestler or like a shitty promo. He's not bad at either. It's just the character right now is stale for me. His promo is good when he has good material, but he is the Randy Orton of SmackDown at this point because he works a very methodical style. He's safe and it's enjoyable if you appreciate the nuances and the fact that he knows what he's doing but there's nothing that really grabs your attention or tells a great story and i don't think there's any story behind his wrestling and that Except might just be seal the sword well i'm not even going to try to make fun of you, you know what i mean but i really think that's what it is is there's no passion behind what he's doing because he's not telling a story. He's just going in hitting a select group of moves and he knows where the match has to start hit a middle point and an ending point. And that's what he's giving us every single time. And that's fine when we're talking what he's doing because there are fans that are buying his merch. There's still people that absolutely love Drew McIntyre. You're one of them, aren't you? No, no Come on, not man. at all. I, I respect him. I really enjoy that he is now in a top spot, well, but he's me, really not. He's in the mid card. Let me ask you this. Someone bought you a Drew McIntyre shirt. Like they were just like a Drew McIntyre shirt just showed up on your doorstep tomorrow. Would you wear it? If it was in your size, I would definitely wear it. You'd but rock it if it had a big sword down the middle. It said Drew's sword forever. You're losing me. I it would probably be then one of those shirts <laughs> that I cut the sleeves off of and wear when I'm doing a like Chad Tank work stuff. Yeah, That's Chad dope, Tank, bro. That's the Florida attire, man. We go everywhere in that. It's you know when you come to Florida, they just give you a pair of scissors and they're like, "Hey, cut all your sleeves off." You're I not did, gonna need. I them did here. too, and then I gained forty pounds, so none of those shirts fit me anymore. It's what we're like a week, a week and a half away from Christmas, and it is eighty-five degrees out here, and I'm complaining. This is I want it to be cold. Now, don't get me wrong; I don't no, want to be man. scraping snow off my car. You, you or take your complaints and you stick them in a box somewhere and keep them far away from me. I'm happy with the weather the way it is. I don't need none of that cold bullshit. I did that for. This years. is the time of year, Taylor, where I am supposed to be able to turn my AC off confidently and enjoy. Well, just get a shirt. The cold. Put a shirt on if it gets too cold in here, bro. Just turn your AC off. I want it to be cold though. It's not too cold. That's not what I'm. I'm not complaining about being cold. I'm uh, complaining about it not being nah, cold man, enough. I'm, I'm be turned but into a warm body. We are not Florida, man. talking about wrestling right now. We're talking about the weather. So let's Why move not? it back onto wrestling. Ooh, I got a bad wrestling take this week. I actually did one. What? Yeah, look at me. Bang, All right, bang, bang. well, let me give it to you then, Taylor. Okay, so. I was thinking, uh, we've got a couple of free agent wrestlers that I think need to become a tag team. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, I don't uh, want to know where you're going with this. All right. So the tag team's name is Sherback. Can you guess who the two wrestlers are? Sure back. I know. I know. I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> Is he going to be wrestling. a part of the control your narrative movement? Can you tell me who the two wrestlers are so everybody else knows first? Adam Sure and Cryback. Yeah, let's go. Can't you imagine? We'll get the we'll get Rob Van Dam's singlet guy to get back out, making both some attire. This is like the third or fourth time I've heard Ryback's name in like the last week. And he's back. That's why you get him right now while he's popular. You don't let that go away. He's back. The back. Back to back. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Sherback would be so nasty. Imagine they're just running through every tag team in AEW. Well, do you think he could go ahead and do a 60-minute Iron Man? Who? Which one? Ryback or sure? Ryback. Both. Right now. Both of them? Yeah. Could? 
right now. Oh, no, no, Ryback's no. in such good shape, bro. Have you seen his muscles? Feed him more, man. Feed him more minutes on the t- clock. Let him wrestle. If he can wrestle a 60-man Iron Man, would you give him a, a contract? No, I wouldn't. Why? Because give, put some respect out there for old Ryby. Name one match of Rybacks you've thoroughly enjoyed. Man, I'm telling you what. There's a lot of match of Rybacks I've really enjoyed. What about that CM Punk match? Did you enjoy all of the Ryback time? Or yeah. did you enjoy it because yeah. of CM Punk? CM Punk? But it don't matter. He's in the match. Leave him alone. You know, he got Ryan, a participation award. It's not Ryan's fault, man. It's not Ryan's fault. I'm really proud of you for knowing his real name. Yeah, I did some research. You don't think I know about Sherback? I can just imagine you now sitting around going, fuck, if I'm going to try to do this, I need to have just enough information to seem like I care. Yeah, I did hit up his Wikipedia. I do want to say, though, Taylor, I had given you a segue on a silver platter, and you decided to take it and throw it away. So we're going to go into this a little bit rough, and you want to talk about Hangman. We talked about it on Wednesday, what we thought about Hangman and Brian Danielson. So I got a couple questions. So. When we talked about it before, you were ready to give her for him to give up the belt and just run away. You you said I think uh baby faces are better on the chase, right? I do. Would you like to take that back and give uh Adam Hangman Page a little bit more respect? Okay. I want to be very careful about how I approach this. <laughs> I still agree with my original take. However, if they were not going to give Danielson the belt, this was the perfect way to do it. And this is, it almost validates my my take, though, because you can kind of see that their back was against the wall. They Masterful had to, weaving, my they, friend. Masterful. They had to find a, the right way to do it. And I want to say, like, about 37 minutes into this, I had missed it the first three minutes, right? So I didn't hear the announcement of the ring time, right? So yeah. I didn't know if there was a time limit. And so about 30 minutes in, I'm like, 30 so about 30 minutes into it, I'm sitting there and I'm like, is there a time limit? Because at this point, there's a time limit. They're going to the draw. And would you believe 60 minutes later? You should have recorded that, bro, and sent it to me in a text. So I had the exact time on it. I, I believe you. I did. Actually, hold on. I will timestamp you, bitch. You I do have. I, I have receipts. So I was talking to my good friend, Matt. Okay, he did it. He did it. He does have receipts. Look at this. He's caught, He's he's learning. Now See, that I've been Wednesday. catching up on all this shit, tell me about it. Tell it in the microphone, actually. Okay, so Wednesday at 8.52. I missed the first two minutes. Is there a 60-minute time limit? Did you oh. say anything about the draw, though? Did you say, this is going to be a draw? Okay, so he replies, oh, shit, the table did not like him. For real, at this point, I think this goes to a time if there's a time limit. Okay, all right. So the oracle, the oracle strikes again. Will's done it again. He has proof. He has proof. I didn't believe him. I thought he was just doing a bit. Man, the oracle strikes again. What a, what a special moment that is for you, bro. You might want to frame these those texts and put them up on the wall. What can I say, man? Why would I lie to you and the people? Well, I I had come in here ready to get you get an apology out of you for Hangman, and instead I have to fucking turn heel and run away. Damn it! You you vested me again. It was a really good way to do it though, and it obviously sets up another meeting between the two. But if we play this right, we can still give Hangman the ability to give the belt to Danielson. Oh, with getting a few defenses under. Okay, himself. all right, fine, fine. 
there you can take him away, right? You yeah. can move the two parties and still have them come back because everyone wants that rematch now. Especially with it going to a time of a draw. Would you say uh would you say that's a top five match of the year? Yeah, I yeah. think that's definitely top three. Okay. It was phenomenal. I do think Brian shined a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? But that's just him. He's the, yeah. one of the best wrestlers in the world. So I expect. Does he have three of the top five matches this year right now? Is Brian holding on to three of those? He has at least two. He definitely has at least two. My thing is, though, with Hangman, I'm starting to realize he's always in good company. Is he really the wrestler we think he is? Yes. He proved that. Yes. Did he? Yes. If he, That match proved that. If you don't know now, I don't know how, how he convinces you. Because that was everything I needed to know from him. He knows where he's supposed to be. He hits an exact time every time. His character's work is flawless. His moveset's nice, bro. He sells well. He does everything you want him to do. If He's, he's pretty well a five-tool player at this point, right? One would think. One would definitely think. I just... I want to acknowledge the fact that he's had, I guess, special treatment, almost like Darby Allen and MJF have. You can see where their investments really are with AEW and that younger talent. Which, speaking of MJF, he's been throughout the WWE system for the past couple of years because he was trying to do tough enough or something yeah. like that, right? Did not you hear that years, there's like but... a bidding war between him now? And not a bidding war, like obviously he made the joke, but WWE has some serious interest in him from what I've been hearing. I don't um I ain't gonna believe that one, bro. That seems like a work to me. If I think that anything's a work, that sounds like a work. Well, let's just kind of uh let's fantasy book at least. What would you do if you heard MJF left AEW for WWE? Well, first of all, I'd tell him that it's a terrible idea and he's stupid. Because number one, that's not gonna work. His character is gonna have to be changed. Number one. He's going to have to change his, his his name that he's ran with the whole fucking time. Does he? Because I don't think TK owns it at all. And I would imagine at this point, WWE would let they're, him keep they're, it. They don't want to, him to have any, any intellectual properties, though. That's why they always change the names. It's not because they don't want you to have your own name. It's because they don't. they want to make their money on you. And then when you leave, they still want to make their money on you. Yeah, it's a it's a business thing and it's a smart business thing. This is not me saying like poo poo on WWE. It's smart. It's a good idea. Well, and you have also, I'm assuming, heard the reports recently like Scarlet Bordeaux said, like one of my biggest reliefs leaving WWE is I thought they were going to buy my name and they didn't before they released me. So now I don't have to, yeah. you know, create a new identity. And the same with Killer Cross. I will say, too, if you did not see him Looks good. recently. Looks good. Yeah, I actually have hope for that, man. Why didn't you have hope for him, bro? He was great on NXT. He was great on NXT, but I saw... I mean, I didn't like him, but it was because he was... Well, that was his character. It's not his fault. He's my kind of wrestler, but I didn't like what they did with him on the main roster. It, and I, I mean, that's a fair assessment. I also kind of don't like the end of his tenure on NXT. The whole Samoa Joe rivalry. I'm also still pissed. I at... actually like that. Is it because they disrespected William Regal? Exactly. Yeah. Also, where the fuck is William Regal? Have any has anyone seen William Regal? He's Taylor? had to have gotten the call from Johnny Ace at this point, dude. This is very interesting. With NXT 2.0 and everything, there have just been a lot of loose ends that have not been tied up, and they've been doing their best to tie them up. But I have not seen William Regal 
heard about William Regal, and I have no idea what's going on with him. You know what I'm saying? And I want to know, is he still alive? Has anyone heard from him? I haven't heard anybody hearing from him, if I'm being honest. If you were listening, if he was around, wouldn't he have showed up and said war games just like he always does? It's like the war games, just like the crown groundhog coming out of the ground in the spring. Doesn't if there's a war games and William Regal doesn't come out, is it a real war games? Well, was that the sign that NXT is truly dead? That's the sign that NXT is truly changed. I'm not going to say dead, but I will say it's not the same company. I'm glad you caught that. I was giving you that uh, opportunity, and you did. So I'm very proud of you, and. I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell everyone a story you don't want to tell because usually you tend to watch horrible movies for the movie review of the week and you stumbled across a really good movie. Or at least <laughs> okay, from your so opinion. This week I watched My Spy with David Batista. David. You I didn't throw the ID on, on him. I didn't expect to enjoy this movie. And in fact, I went into this movie thinking absolutely that it was going to be a bad movie and I was going to hate it. Here's what happens when the things like this happen. Kristen Stahl is in this movie. Do you know who she is? Of course. Okay, so she's so funny, dude. She's just hilarious. There's no way to there's no way around it. There was very creative characters woven through this movie. And it's just it's good. It's funny. Dave Batista is a funny guy when he wants to be a funny guy. He's good at it. I want him to only do these types of movies. I'm convinced at this point that David Batista should never again do a serious role. And he should only do comedy movies like Stuber. Have you seen Stuber? No. It's him and um, Camille, the guy that's, uh, you know what I'm talking about? He's in the MCU now in Eternals. He's all buff. Nope. Oh, I'll give you a lowdown later after this. Okay, yeah, you're going to have to really fill me in on this. So because you actually enjoyed this movie, and we don't want to throw any disrespect towards Dave's way, except you threw the ID on him, I will take the opportunity to point out something interesting about bigger wrestlers who are in movies. All of them do this movie. They, the plots are a little bit different, but there's always a family movie. Batista did it. And I think he's done more than one. Now the rock did it. And he did more than one. He did the one where he was the tooth fairy, the backup plan. And now he doesn't do those movies. But if you look at anything he's done, he does the same movie every six months. So, Shout outs to him that people are still paying him for, to wear like shirts in the jungle. Yeah. They're yeah. paying him more money than anybody else to do it too. There's no actor that made more money than The Rock this year. Keep that in mind. Just to hang out in the jungle. He's great at it. He changes his shirt. He doesn't even change his shirts. He just washes them and wears them to every movie set. But Triple H did it too. Um, It was the chaperone, the chaperone. I think the movie was called. The crapperone. <laughs> Didn't John Cena kind of do a movie too? Wasn't it Cockblockers or something like that? That was funny. It was or it was like neighbor playing with fire was the bad one. All the other ones he's made, it's a pass. He gets a pass. So who in WWE is saying, you know what our niche is? Family movies you know for our this? wrestlers. This is Hulk Hogan's fault. Of course, it's Hulk Hogan's it's fault. It's because he did Mr. Nanny or Mr. Mom or whatever that was called. Now every every wrestler thinks they need to do a family oriented movie. It's all Terry's fault. They're just like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yo, I do actually have some movie news, bro. Okay. So I was uh, reading about um, they're making a Stone Cold biopic. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I was thinking about... Kind of uh, like the Vince one? Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking... No, it's like a movie. Okay. And I Who's was thinking, making uh, it? Do you know? I don't know. I heard, Damn ne- you, Taylor. I heard Netflix is making it, and they're putting Kevin James in as Stone Cold. 
this is a bad joke. <laughs> oh, Would man. you believe it if Kevin James can do anything he wants to do at this point? I feel so bad for all of the people that hate football <laughs> that constantly have to listen to this random football. No, I'm not going to bring up football at all. Sure, he's about to play Sean Payton in a movie, but he also just who's played, Sean Payton Taylor? He's an NFL coach, but we can move on. He also played an MMA fighter like a year ago. Kevin James. Are, can, wait, are you serious? Kevin James can literally play anybody at Did this he, point. He's the best actor to ever live. Kevin James should play Stone Cold. I'm putting my signature behind it. Did he look like an MMA fighter? No, he's Kevin James. He looked like Kevin James in an, in fight shorts. Okay, that's that's all I need to hear. <laughs> but wouldn't it be hilarious if it was a family-oriented comedy where he was loosely playing Stone Cold? Oh, we are back again. And I have my final match of the week before we transition to Shady, which is going to be so interesting, is it not? Oh, dude, it's a great time, and I can't wait to do more with him. He's so great. So this week, I am reviewing a WCW 1991 classic, Ron Simmons versus the Diamond Stud. Do you know who the Diamond Stud is? I know you're going to tell me. It's Scott Hall. Of course it is. It's Scott Hall. Um, This Scott Hall, though, is extra Scott Hall-ish. I, I don't even know, know what that means. I did not know how tall Scott Hall was, first of all. I'd like to start there. Did you know that he's pretty fucking tall? Like, he's like 6'4". <laughs> Yeah, have you ever seen him next to Kevin Nash? He well, doesn't I've, look completely short. I've seen him next to Ron Simmons, and Ron Simmons must be about six foot. So he looks like a fucking giant next to Ron Simmons. That being said, the last person, if I could pick two WWE stars I wouldn't want to fight, the first one is Ron Simmons, and the second one is Brock Lesnar. No thanks on me ever getting in a ring with Ron Simmons. He would literally rip my face Still off. Still today? Have you see, He has not gotten any smaller. He's still fucking enormous. Like, his arms are so fucking big, dude. It's just nonsense. I just imagine you go to bed every night and check under the bed for Ron Simmons those, so he doesn't beat you up. Those stiff-ass clotheslines, dude. No thanks. No fucking thanks. I do. I love my neck the way it is. I don't want it. Now, the, the interesting part about this match, dude, I'm pretty sure that this match didn't fucking count at all. Because, so, DDP walks the diamond stud to the ring. And wrestles Ron Simmons. So in the middle of this match, Ron Simmons bumps into the ref and knocks him out cold. DDP jumps in the ring and starts to interfere with the match. While Scott Hall rolls out. So DDP runs at uh, Ron Simmons and Ron Simmons rolls him up. The ref wakes up and does a three count on him pinning DDP. He didn't pin Scott Hall in this match. I'm pretty sure that this match does not exist in canon and it doesn't count. Unless there's rules that changed, and I didn't know that you could just pin a random person in a match. And if that's the case, they should all do that. Only you would be put in a situation where you have to pick the final match of the week, and you find a match that doesn't even exist. It doesn't even exist. Isn't that weird? Have you ever seen that happen? I never have. Why did DDP have to get involved, man? He made his fucking... Uh, client lose the match, dude. Well, first and foremost, don't you dare throw any disrespect DDP's way. Man, I'm telling you what, this was an old denim DDP. I don't want nothing to do with it. Come on, man. Nothing to do. Honestly, not really my favorite wrestler. Well, I don't think he's in your top 10 by yeah, any Yeah, yeah, not by I don't have an issue with DDP. Like when he shows up, I'm not like click, turn the channel. Like so there are a few of those that I wrestlers I see where I'm like, yeah, I'll just skip through this. Well, since DDP's not one of those. Since you have a rotation of top five wrestlers and you change your mind every single day, was he at least in your top five at one point? No. You didn't see him like one time and you're like, oh, this guy is the man. No, not really. 
Wow. So it's like it's not a problem with DDP. It's just like I have certain styles of wrestlers I don't like, and he's just not really my style of wrestler. What is Paige Page gonna think? <sighs> She's well, not gonna listen to the podcast, Taylor, and it's all your I, fault. I'm sorry to do that too. You chose this platform to put her on the you outside looking you in. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, DDP. I shouldn't have said that about you. That was so fucked up of me. Oh, I'm he's gonna still go gonna home. listen. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna I'm gonna write you a letter, man, and I'm gonna tell you how sorry I am that I opened my big old yapper. He's gonna go home and listen to this podcast each and every single week and take it as an opportunity to earn our trust back. Well, he earned my trust back if he forgives me because I'm a little shit. Yeah, you were. You were a little <laughs> sassy. So what would you uh, what would you say though? Would you recommend this match to a friend? I think that if you like chaos, then yeah, go ahead. I like the old style of wrestling so much. I love a stiff clothesline. You know what I mean? Except when it, if it's happening to me. Okay, you know that's definitely fair. And I'll... I would I would recommend this. Go ahead and watch it. I like Diamond Stud. Okay, so now it is time, Taylor, that we get to talk about AEW because a lot happened. You know, people were speculating as always for winners coming, and they're like, "Who's coming? Or winner is coming?" And no one came. However, well, two people definitely are coming. So we have to wait, which makes sense. But when you have an hour banger on the show, you really don't have time for a whole bunch of debuts, which was smart. They took advantage of their time, put on the best possible product, and are going to continue pleasing us through Christmas. Do you think the rumors are true? And if so, please explain the rumors. And tell me why you feel they are true. So the teasers seemingly surely are Kyle O'Reilly and Brody King. Um, I think that they are both good additions for what they're going to end up doing because we pretty well have an idea of what they're both going to do if they show up to AEW. I tend to think of you as a Brody King fan. Oh, I definitely am. Off base? Would I be off base on that? You definitely are. Okay. I tend to think of myself as a Kyle O'Reilly fan. So I would like to ask you, you're more intrigued by Brody King, correctly? No. So I am intrigued by both ends of it. I believe Malachi and Brody King will end up being a full-time tag team together. And that will be a very good next step for Malachi because we're in a situation where everyone is complaining that there are too many solid main event superstars, right? So if you're starting to kind of put them in positions where they can elevate the show no matter where they're at, you're now utilizing your talent to the best of your effects while not putting anyone in a situation where you have to take them out of their spot, which we're already encountering with Hangman, right? With that being said, I have heard it has been long official that Brody King is going to AEW and he found out Thanksgiving weekend it's pretty much official. With Kyle O'Reilly, that is a lot more speculation because with everything that was hinted at with the Young Bucks Adam Cole promo, it makes the most sense, especially with Kyle O'Reilly posting the gift from Seven on Twitter. But it's a lot harder to rely on that than it is with Brody King. Now, I think, though, we will have an answer for Kyle O'Reilly quicker than we will Brody King. I don't think we see Brody King next week. Now, we might get a teaser that almost confirms it, if not completely confirms it, but I definitely think we get Kyle O'Reilly as it was teased. So you just said that basically we're going to get one of my top five wrestlers to join one of my other top five wrestlers on one show. And what you're saying is that AEW is wrestling. 
Pretty much, yeah. And you're going to get the rebirth of the Undisputed Era. Fish gang. You are so on fish. You know, for a second there, I thought you were talking about Adam Cole, and I realized, nope, it was Bobby Fish. A second ago, we were uh, in the background, that match between the Young Bucks and Orange Cassidy and the boys was on. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw me. Every time that Bobby Fish did anything, I would go, fish gang. Oh, I definitely noticed it, but I wasn't trying to wasn't trying to sell for you on the podcast. I was trying to let you do your thing, yep. Taylor. You know, show, you got You got some respect it. on your name. <laughs> Fish gang forever, bro. He's just the best. You know, it doesn't but get any better. It's definitely going to be interesting. Not everyone we want goes to AEW, like the person we'll talk about in a second. But I do believe I don't, um, both of those people will be going. Now that we've opened up the door, I do want to talk about that. Can we talk about it now? Yeah, yeah, we can move on to it. So you just said not everybody we want to go to AEW goes to AEW. I do not want Kevin Owens to go to AEW. I am happy that he re-signed. Because you know what that tells me? He's going to get a championship. Does it? Yes, it does. And that's why we need that. We need a second time for Kevin Owens. We need that. And he's going to own it. It's going to be great. And I'm positive that it's going to happen. Who do you think takes the belt off, though? That's the question. Does he take it off of uh, Roman? Does he win the Royal Rumble? And does he set up a program with Roman Reigns? Well, let me ask you this. Do we want that again? Well, let me ask you this. If we're looking at Roman's list of title defenses, correctly, we got Edge... We've got Brock Lesnar. We've got Sami Zayn, kind of, I guess. You know what I mean? Like everybody that he's hit. That Kevin Owens match is right up there. It's it's the one of the few that stand out in his whole defense throughout the last year. I'm just afraid, and he had to cheat to beat Kevin Owens both times. I'm just afraid it's not going to be that way, and it's going to be Biggie. And I think Biggie is soaring with that title. You know what I mean? He's yeah. done nothing that says, hey, we need to felt- take this belt off of him. If anything, the only champion with a belt in that kind of position is Roman because he's had it for so long. But I'm also a big proponent of him keeping the title even longer. Have him keep it for two, three fucking years. If he is succeeding and there's nothing better, which we were talking about earlier, find ways to elevate talent in the mid card and undercard without having to put that main title belt on them. I just don't see it anytime soon with Kevin because... Well, it's a multi-year deal. I don't see it in the next year. I don't want you to think that I'm saying at the next pay-per-view he gets a championship on him. Like, it's going to be a while. You know what we should use Kevin to do? We should put the mid-card title on him on Raw. It's the United States Championship on Raw, right? Isn't that uh, Damian Priest's? Damian Priest? Uh, It might be. I think we should have... Kevin Owens do a genuine uh, open championship. I can't believe I'm about to say this, dude. I don't take the belt off of Damian Priest. He's good with it, man. And I'm not, I don't really, that's not my type of wrestler. I don't like these bigger guys. Like, I don't like, but. Do you think Damian Priest could be a workout or workhorse champion and elevate new talent? What I'm saying is if we're going to use Kevin to his strengths, kind of like how we were just talking about AEW using all their people, their strengths. I think Kevin Owens is in a situation where if you give him one of those lower-level belts and have him constantly elevate new talent, you're going to take these people that don't or only work WWE styles and give them the ability to have five-star matches with people who may not be WWE bred. And while it may not benefit everyone, it'll be a situation where there's a lot of talent that haven't wrestled anyone else 
outside of WWE. You know what I mean? They're only arresting WWE talents. They're not learning the other styles that sometimes you have to work with. And if you don't learn to work with, you're going to have a horrible match. So maybe use it as a strength and a way to build your newer talents who will eventually take the title belt off of Owens. You would imagine if he wants to be with WWE, he's trying to, you know, secure his life for his family, which I am not going to say anything bad about that. I love Kevin Owens. And if he's happy, he gives me a reason to watch WWE. So I'm, I'm happy for him. And we've talked about it before. I don't know what he could necessarily add to the AEW product that's missing right now, have other you, than the exact same thing, but they already have that. Have you ever seen that clip of him and that fan going at it where the fans like yelling yep. at him to go to AEW? And he's like, I made 37,000 off of royalties this month. I made more than you made all year. Just go away. <laughs> that's what i imagine every time i see that anybody like oh you shouldn't have went here i'm like dude he's making money he's doing his thing and you would imagine he's setting himself up to take a role in wwe when he's no longer wrestling you got me a little bit nervous now so he does have actually a shot at the title with biggie at day one i don't now think I'm a little he bit wants nervous. it i'm a little bit nervous because not only does he have a shot also seth and also bobby why are we putting Bobby Lashley into the title picture? Because he's again? good. He is, but he just like Roman held the title for an extended period of time. But I don't think he got anything like Roman's got out of his run. I'm his terrified run. that they're going to put the strap back on him. I'm scared. Like I, it terrifies me. Like I want Biggie to have that so much more than any of those three guys, and I like all the three of those guys. I'm terrified, dude. Yeah, I, I'm scared of their booking. Like, honestly, like, I'm terrified. Like, anytime I say this is a really bad idea, then they just do it. I think you should do the exact same thing that I just proposed for Kevin Owens with Bobby Lashley and MVP in the tag team picture. I think you should make them a dedicated tag team. Maybe take the belts off of RK Bro. Oh, that's the best thing the show's got going for it right now. It is, but if you're smart, you want to take riddle out of the tag team picture and put him in the main event picture mm -mm. you're running out of fresh talent to have compelling stories and i mean give it time sure and eventually i don't want him to be the tag team you, champions forever but like i need another three or four months how long have they held it now they've held it for like four or five months right no it feels like it well that's because you don't like riddle everything he presents if there wasn't all the controversy surrounded by him i would have given in by now and i I'm watching it, and I'm not trying to be a shithead. Do I talk shit about him every no, week? No, man. I've been really, really proud of your development lately. i got to tell you, man. That is actually... I'm really, really proud of you. Like, there's no use in beating a dead horse. I feel the way I feel about him, but I understand what he's bringing to the product. And if you want to get the most out of your roster, you have to start going, hey, what talent do I have, and what can they bring to the product? And this would solve both your problems on Raw, which doesn't have as many these days because you took all of the good talent from SmackDown, but it would fix your problems on Raw, and it would fix your problems on SmackDown. Do exactly what you're doing in NXT. You're taking all of the talent that you have left and you're pairing them with this young talent, whether it's in a manager form, whether it's in a tag team, whether it's in a faction, you're using all these people to help build the people around them to get all of us interested. And whether we've liked it or not, if you've given NXT 2.0 the time of day, there are people you like and people you don't like now the way it should be. This, this is an NXT though, man. These guys are all veterans. There ain't no young people in this. 
there is a lot of young talent coming up, uh, especially on SmackDown. Your Tony Storms, your Io Shirai, your NXT talent yeah. that's new to the... Is Io Shirai coming up? Not Io Shirai. Uh, shit, who do I mean? Xia that's who I meant. So you have this new breed of talent that's starting to make their way in and whether you realize it or not it's harder to get like lost because of N- or, uh, Raw but you still have younger quote unquote talent your Damian Priest your Rhea yeah. Ripley okay fair enough you, you got know? me there you got me there you're right and they're starting to come in but the problem is is one NXT was run completely different to the Raw and SmackDown rosters but two you now have a bunch of people that don't watch NXT so they're not familiar with all these names and they're having a hard time connecting with these people especially because not or the storylines aren't always the greatest so not only are they trying to get themselves over but they're trying to get themselves over to an audience that has no reason to like them whereas you pair them in a smart manner with veterans that have proven themselves and you do it right you're going to not only get the most mileage out of who you have right now but you're going to get your future talent over and i think that's truly how you fix it you start treating the raw and smackdown rosters like how you started doing nxt i have to admit it like what they're doing in nxt at least makes sense and i can admire it Wow, what a change in two months for you on NXT. I, it's just seeing how it works. Yeah, I really I, like I, that. You can stick your head up a bull's ass, but you can't. Uh, how's it go? I don't know how it goes. <laughs> but it's, you, when you watch the process, whether you agree with it or not, they're doing exactly what they're setting out to do. They're finding talent that has it's like, have you ever started a job, right? And you've been told, like, hey, I'd rather have you with no experience than previous experience no. because I can't fix bad habits. No. Yeah, no, especially in kitchens. A lot of times in kitchens when I've started a new job um, or like even been a trainer, it's easier to teach someone from scratch than it is to go and correct a bunch of previously formed bad habits. Yeah, I hear that. You know what I mean? Because it's a pain in the ass to break habits. And I think WWE has started to look at wrestlers or their wrestlers that way where they'd rather have a clean slate. Like, that's what the mill program is about. They're getting wrestlers, or not wrestlers, they're getting purebred athletes who have no wrestling experience so they can be molded in the exact form they want them to be. And it makes sense because they don't want to have professional wrestlers. They want to have sports entertainers. They want to have, they want to create five tool players in a lab. And that's what it is. And with that being said, next week, like we mentioned, our good friend Shady Natchez is going to be doing matches of the week with us for the time being, hopefully permanently, but we'll see how that goes. You can also support us by buying some of our merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash jaded wrestling. It's the holiday season. And if, I'm being honest with you. You're not getting a shirt by the time uh, Christmas rolls around. But the best thing you could do is buy all of your family, like five shirts each. And if you need a good stocking stuffer, they make great stocking stuffers because you can print out the picture of the order from your email, right? Just stuff it in the stocking. Perfect. Boom. Go ahead. Leave us reviews. That is a free way to support us. And it means a lot. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on iTunes. Pretty much wherever you see us. Subscribe to our YouTube. We're starting to put more content out on there. And we're going to be going full circle starting next year with content on all platforms. We've started getting more noticeable on social media. So follow us wherever you can. And until next time, we will see you sometime next week. Peace.